This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay, and I'm so happy you are here today. Today, my guest is Whitney Orton Morgan. She's a pro runner for Adidas, and she is on the new team, TaylorMade Elite, coached by Diljeet Taylor. If you've been following along our coaching series, we wrapped up the series this past Tuesday with an episode with Diljeet, so it was really fun to have both coach and athlete on the show this week. Whitney was one of the first athletes on Diljeet's team when she joined, when Diljeet joined BYU in 2016, that was Whitney's first year as well. So they've been together for quite a while and to see them continuing on as Whitney pursues her professional career is so cool. Whitney was a national champion in cross country in 2021. And that came after some ups and downs, some setbacks. And she talks about how she processed all that and how she got to race day feeling ready to go and at peace. We talk about Whitney's faith and what that means to her in this episode. And we get to hear about what she's excited about. She's had a really great first year as a pro. She placed second at the Milrose Games. She also ran a 423 mile, which put her at the ninth all-time fastest U.S. mile. She was second in indoor championships, and she's for sure one you're going to want to follow. All right, this podcast is supported by Gooder. If you are interested in a great pair of sunglasses, make sure you go to gooder.com slash another. Use the code another for free shipping on affordable, functional, and fashionable sunglasses. These things are durable. They don't break. I just throw them in my purse and my kids mess with them. They are the most durable sunglasses I have ever owned. And super cute. I love the breakfast run to Tiffany's. That is my favorite. So go treat yourself. So go to gooder.com slash another and use the code another for free shipping. And I hope you know when you leave a rating and review on iTunes here on this podcast, we enter you to win a free pair of shades. So make sure you go leave a rating and review on iTunes so the potential new listeners can find us and enjoy the show like you're doing right now. Uh, all right. Enjoy my conversation with Whitney. All right. Today on the podcast, we have Whitney Orton Morgan on the show. Welcome to the show, Whitney. Thank you. Happy to be here. What are you sipping on over there? Looks like you got a smoothie going on. Oh, yeah. This is just the everyday smoothie, a little bit of greens. I ran out of blueberries, so just some greens and some protein and almond milk. So <laughs> it's is this like your post-workout smoothie? Yeah. yeah. I just like to get some greens in you know, in the day. So do you load it up with kale and spinach? I just get like the power greens mix at like Smith's or something. I just shove it, <laughs> shove it in there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But yeah, I have a green smoothie I do as well. And it's like, I fill my blender up to the brim with all the green stuff, but I, I mm-hmm. yeah, spinach and, and kale, but I, I like the idea of the power greens mix. They have it at Trader yeah. Joe's. Yeah. It makes it easy. I'm like, I know it's got to be good. It's power greens, right? <laughs> Well, I'm excited to have you on the show today, and uh, I don't know if you know this, if you've talked to your coach at all, 
but I just had your coach, Dilji Taylor, on the show. Did you know that? Yeah, she told me about it like a week ago or something. And she's like, I have this podcast. And she's like, you're doing it too, right? Whatever, you know? <laughs> so yeah, that was before she did it. So she didn't have like any insights or anything, but <laughs> she was telling me about it. Yeah, so her episode literally actually is going out today. Oh, cool. And so I think what we're going to do is turn yours around quick and get yours out this Friday so that it can be like highlight both of you in the same week. I think that would be super fun to hear like the coaching side of things and then the athlete side of things all in Mm -hmm. one week. Yeah, that's so fun. I'll have to listen to hers for sure. I'm excited to hear what she said. (laughs) She's so awesome. Are you so excited that, you know, Taylor Made Elite became a thing and that you get to carry on this journey with her? Yeah, it's like it's like a huge blessing, honestly. It's super cool that we all get to do it. So she's she's amazing. She is she's an awesome woman. So we are lucky. We're lucky to have her for sure. Mm. Tell us a little bit about Taylor Made Elite. Um, so it's me, like the athletes are me, Anna and Courtney, Anna Camp, Bennett and Courtney Wayment. And yeah, we all went to BYU and we were all coached by Coach Taylor and she wasn't ever really going to coach pros, but then it just kind of slowly evolved and started happening. Like Anna went pro first and she wanted to like stay around Provo with her husband because that's how it worked for his schooling. And so she's like, oh, I'll coach you. And then I was like always planning on going somewhere else. Just because she wasn't going to coach pros. And then, like, I was like, oh, you're coaching Anna. And then <laughs> it just, like, kind of, like, started happening. And then, like, okay, us two. And then Courtney finished later. She's in our class as well. But with COVID, it worked for her red shirt that she still had outdoor and indoor. And so she had a few more seasons of BYU. And then we're like, well, this is what's happening. And it just turns out that we're all best friends. And it's seriously, like, so fun. Every day we just, like, we, like, work our butts off. But then we just, like do the most random things like we just do shenanigans so it's so fun what do you all like to do together so we're all married so sometimes we'll do like game nights and like have dinners or like if it's holidays then we'll do like christmas parties or like some type of like holiday party um trying to think of some fun things we've done recently we do like work out a lot so that takes (laughs) up a lot of our time so yeah, we like we'll do cooking, that kind of thing. Just more like laid back activities together, but we make it fun. How'd you meet your husband? Um, I knew him from high school. So we went on a date in high school for two and he's a year younger than me. So I graduated and then he went off on a mission for our church for a few years and then COVID hit. So and then we got back to get like got together again. So did he go to BYU? No, he actually, he moved, he was living in Southern Utah, but he moved up to snatch me. That is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so he moved up to like Provo area and then started doing online school during COVID and stuff up here instead of like down there so that we could date and not have like long distance and stuff. So and yeah, were, you, were you like, okay, I guess you can have me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, if you're going to put all that work into it, you deserve it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and so like, what's his situation with like knowing about your running and, you know, like when you became an NCAA champion across country, like, did he, does he know how big of a deal that is? And what was that like? You guys were already together at that point. Yeah. I kind of like 
warned him while we were dating because it's very intense, right? Like our training and like just all of it, the travel. And I was like, I warned him for like a good hour when he asked me to be like his girlfriend. I was like, are you sure? Because it wasn't like the most like romantic answer. Like, yes, of course. You know, I was like warning him. I'm like, are you sure that you can handle me? Because there's a lot that I have to do that's just not normal from other girls, you know? And just like a normal lifestyle, it's just not normal, you know? And so he was prepared that way. And then he just, yeah, he's so supportive. He's a very supportive husband. So he learned, he's learned along the way. And now I feel like he understands running more. And so he understands like what's good and what's bad now and stuff. So it's, it's good. I'm glad that we're learning together. So (laughs) what does he do? So he is like a, he loves like the wildlife, like outdoors. He's an outdoorsy guy. So he's still in school. He graduates in like a month and he's doing wildlife biology. And then, yeah, so he'll want to do something in the outdoors for his job. And then he'll have a few other side things that he likes to do as well. Like he likes business and that kind of thing too. So he'll probably do some of that on the side. You think you are... Is it Provo? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah, that's where we train. Are you lifers? Do you think you'll be there forever? No. No. <laughs> no, we're kind of like adventurous people. Like when I'm done running, like this is where we need to be for like my running career and stuff. But when everything's, when we're done with this, like his job is like wildlife and like outdoors. So I would love to like kind of follow him around and kind of travel around and explore different parts really anywhere so it's kind of exciting that's a long time away though you're like just start now I mean that could be 15 years I know that's the thing I'm like you never really know yeah how long that will be like it could be a long time or like a short time you just really can't predict with running I feel like how long your career will be and so yeah, we have like things like we have lots of goals together as well. So it's it's just nice because I'm like, we have things to look forward to outside of running and all of that too. So I have big goals with running, but then also we have big goals outside. So it's kind of, it's just, it feels good to have it that way for us. I feel like, but are you willing to share any of those goals? Yeah. So like, of course, like I would love to have a family. I'd love to have kids. Like we both really love kids. So We'd love to do that. And then just kind of with his job, you could do a lot of different things, whether that be like just work in the outdoors and like travel around like different national parks or things like that and live there or just, yeah, really, he's he's pretty young. So he's kind of just starting out with what he wants to do. And so we're both pretty open-minded and like willing to like figure it out too. But as far as my running, like we will have to be in this area for a while so have you um like are you encouraged by the landscape of the sport with women having babies now and continuing to run professionally yeah I think that's amazing and it's very inspiring and it's just it's cool that I'm just very grateful that like I'm in this time of running professionally because having a family is so big to me and I also like have really grown to just really love running so it's nice that we don't actually have to just choose, you know, like there are options and everyone reacts differently to pregnancy and all that stuff. So you never really know, but I don't know. It is, it's really cool to see. I, yeah, I am a supporter of all of those amazing women for sure. 
Yeah, you come from a family of six kids? Mm-hmm. Okay, and you're five in the lineup. Yes. I have four kids, so I don't – it's not six, but it's kind of a big family. Tell me – Four is a crew, though. That's a, crew. a good – that's a good number. Yeah, it, it feels it feels big. <laughs> it feels big a lot of days. Like, there's a lot of them. Um, and I, I, I love it. I mean, it can be chaotic, but tell me a little bit about life growing up and what that was like to have so many siblings. Yeah, I, I really loved it. Like, I thought it was so fun. Like, I, um, I have three older sisters and then an older brother and then a younger brother. So I'm in between the two boys. So I kind of just like always looked up to my older sisters a lot, but then like actually growing up, I remember mostly growing up with my brothers. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, it's it's really fun. Like we're all like really close. Like I still talk to my sisters a lot and yeah, it, it was really fun to grow up like that and have competitive brothers to like, you know, play sports with and do all of that and yeah. I I loved it. I like would like that for my kids too. Not I don't want that many. You don't want six? That's a lot. That is a lot. Like four seems more like doable doable but also a lot still I'm like I don't even know how do you even say until you have one I'm like I could have one and be like holy cow I can't (laughs) you know so props to you for having four that's amazing you're amazing oh thanks do you feel like growing up with so many siblings did that give you like you have to be independent when you have so many siblings because your parents just literally can't do everything for you so do you feel like growing up with that many siblings gave you the independence that helped you in your career and school or in any way? I would say so. I do think that I did look up to like my siblings a lot. And so I definitely like kind of followed their footsteps and like what they were doing, but I definitely am different than my siblings as well with like, I don't know, like I, I was always wanting to play basketball, like my older sister when I was younger, we were like a big sporty family And so I was, like, following in her footsteps for a long time. And then, like, I kind of branched off into running because I realized that's kind of what I'm the best at. And so I kind of took my own path with that one a little bit. My older sister still ran because we're from a really small school, so you honestly do everything. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) yeah, so, yeah, that running in college was definitely, like, my own path. So I'm sure it did contribute in some way. You, like – were really good at lots of sports though. Weren't you like a state champion in volleyball and really good at basketball too? Yeah. We, yeah, like I said, we're from like a small town in Southern Utah. So you do every sport, right? And like, I loved it. Like it was so fun. And yeah, we won state in volleyball and basketball a few times. So it was pretty fun. What did you like more, volleyball or basketball? I was more of a basketball girl. I love, love, love basketball. Like, still, if I play basketball, I'm like, whew, that is a, that's just fun, you know? Like, it is such a good time. But, like, I, I love volleyball, too, especially with, like, if you go to the beach, like, you can always play sand volleyball. That's, like, it's easier to play volleyball now. Yeah. Are you following the NCAA tournament right now? I actually am not. Like, I, I do love watching it, but I just – I forgot to do a bracket, and so I kind of lost my – That's fun. I, like – yeah, like when you have a bracket, I'm like, I will watch every game. Like, it's so fun, but I forgot. So I didn't do it this time, but next year. Oh, my bracket is so, so bad right now. It's 
it's I'm done watching. I think because of that. No, no, I'll st- I'll still watch it. Isn't but, it? Yeah, but when you when it's you're, seriously the worst. Yeah, then it's like, what's the point? What are we doing here? Did you do like the big bracket, or like did you do one within your like family or something? Oh, I just did our all of our family did it. Just my immediate family. That's so fun. Yeah, I have regrets. I should have done it. Yeah, I'm usually like the Friday after the games start. I'm like, oh, shoot. And then I'm like, well, I don't know who won those games, so I could still fill it out, right? And just like, you know, blindly do it. And so I've been known to, uh-huh. I've been known to make a bracket after games have already begun. <laughs> <laughs> See, I could have done that. Why didn't I just do that? <laughs> um, okay, so talk to us about your time at BYU, though. And wait, why did you choose BYU? So I chose BYU at the end of the day just because it really was the best school that I was offered. And it was a surprise. I didn't like, that wasn't where I always dreamed of going when I was younger or anything. But when I got there and like went on a visit and it just, it really did feel like it was just the right place. Like that's where I needed to be. So yeah, long story short, that's, that's why. Okay. But But. you said you graduated high school 2016 and 2016 is also when Dilji joined BYU. So did you, were you in her first season? Yeah. So we've like been the, the first class to come in with her mm. and we're still with her. So it's kind of really been fun That's to special. just see how it's evolved. Like it's evolved a lot since she's been there and she didn't even recruit me. Like I was recruited by the coach before her. Wow. So like, it was just kind of like, I, I think it was, yeah, it was a special thing that happened for sure. But what was that like? Like talk us through freshman year to senior year. Like what was it like when you found out she was going to be the coach and how did that relationship begin? So initially, like I came to the school with like the coach that recruited me and he like said things to me, like you can be an all American, you can do all these things. And I was like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, are you serious? Cause like, I, I wasn't great. I just said serious. And now my laptop's thinking I'm saying serious. Again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so Yeah. When I found out it wasn't him, I was a little bit sad just because he gave me these cool dreams and like he put these things in my head and I was like, oh, he saw that in me. Like, I hope she sees something too, you know? But then when I met her and like got into her program, I was like, dang, like she, she's awesome. And like, I looking back, I'm like, wow, that was definitely like, that was like meant to be, you know, like, so I think we were just very blessed to get her for sure. Um, you asked and going into senior year, like how it evolved. Is that what you were kind of yeah, asking? Yeah, I'm curious. I'd love to hear you talk about the evolution of your training at BYU. And also, you know, I've heard Diljeet talk about, you know, like some some athletes can can receive that tough love a little more than others. And, and when it's time to turn it on to, to certain athletes. So I'm just so curious to hear about your relationship over those years during your college career. Yeah. I like, I love the tough love stuff. Like I'm, I'm someone, I think we can both be pretty real with each other. And that's something I really love about her. Cause when I was in high school, I had those coaches that were also like that. And I just respond well to like high intensity, like expecting a lot type coaches. Like I don't like the, like, soft, soft love, which some people love, you know, like that works for some people. But for me, I like, I like the more intensity and she definitely has that. And so 
I was just very pleased when I, like, found out who she was and, like, saw how intense she was. I was like, oh, thank goodness. Like, that's what I wanted, you know? So, yeah, she's always been that with me, for sure. She's always been intense, and we've always just kept it real. And I think that allows a lot of trust because, you're like, we're always just going to keep it real. So if she says something, she means it. And if I say something, I mean it. You know, we just stay tr- transparent, and I think it can be a really good thing, so... All right, friends, I want to tell you about Hello Skincare during this break. I use their lash therapy. In just 60 days, your lashes will transform like you wouldn't even believe. I've been using lash therapy by Hello Skincare for like three years now, and I love it. I actually didn't believe it would work super well, and I was in shock about two weeks in at how full and healthy my eyelashes felt. And my mascara, it just applies better. This is a deep conditioning lash serum. It uses unique blends of peptides, vegan stem cells, vitamins, and amino acids to fortify and amplify the appearance of lash length and fullness. All right, I wasn't a believer and I'm a believer now. It works. Go to helloskincare.com and use the code LindsayH20 to save 20% off your first order. They also have a C serum and a night serum. I use all of their products, all three of them. Uh, But if I had to steer you towards one to start off with, go with that Lash Therapy. I'm serious. Go check it out. Lashtherapy.com. Use the code LindsayH20 for 20% off your order. All right, friends. Back to the show. In your like post race interview after you won the national title in cross country, you had mentioned like your ups and downs along the way. And so, for people listening that might not know, like what what were the injuries? Like what was what were your biggest challenges getting to that moment? Yeah, for me, like it was injuries a lot. Like I had a, I had a ton of injuries, and like my timing wasn't ever great either. Like when I was looking to win, like I was hoping to win, like finally for the first time is when COVID hit Mm. and then I didn't get to do it in indoor. And so that took that away. And then I got a few injuries like that summer. And then, you know, like I, I've had a lot of injuries, especially in my college career. And so those are always ups and downs, but I've also had like mental struggles because, you know, sometimes you show up to races and you're like, actually, I'm not ready, you know, like, or, and you have like a mental struggle that way. And the ups and downs I was specifically talking about it cross country was the outdoor nationals the time before. And I kind of just like, I ran an amazing time. Like I was ranked first in outdoor for the 5k and like I ran like a 15, 12 and I got to nationals and I was just like, I don't know. I just, I didn't, I wasn't feeling good. Like mentally, like I just didn't feel prepared and then I didn't make the final in the 15 because I decided to do the 1500 5k double that outdoor season. Cause I was like, I don't know, we just kind of full sent it. But like mentally, I think I just pushed a little too much mentally for what I could handle actually that day. Cause I did, I did have an injury that year in like January too. So I think I had to be a little gritty to get the times I did anyway. Like my fitness, I didn't have the base that I would have wanted to have. And then I think I was just asking a little bit too much of myself with like the buildup I had and as far as mentally I was like okay I can do it even though I'm like I know I don't feel great mentally 
where I was like, I'm a little like, I don't know, my confidence wasn't as good as I was pretending it was maybe to go for that crazy double. So a lot of people don't do that double. Like yeah. that's kind of what I was, had been told, but like, people don't do the 15, 5k double much. And so I was like, I believe that I am like a good enough runner to do it. But in this exact moment, I wasn't feeling the confidence I think that you need to have to go do that actually, you know? So I really bombed the 5k, like bombed, bombed, like ran terribly. Is this your Yeah, I think I'm taking last. Is this your junior This is my senior year of of track, okay. of outdoor track. Okay. And so I was also hoping to go pro that year. But because I bombed so bad, like, it just really took away a lot of opportunities for me. Mm-hmm. And so I was just really sad, like, really, really, really sad and in the dumps for, like, a long time. But then we ended up getting a new cross-country season, or because of COVID, they gave us another cross-country season. And... I was maybe even going to be just done after that outdoor season and just maybe not even run professionally. Wow. Like, it was, like, it was a pretty crazy, like, I had to, like, dig really deep and decide if I actually wanted to run and if I actually cared enough about it. And so, yeah, I relied on, like, a lot of other things. Like, I'm a spiritual person. and Like, I am religious and I believe that I genuinely relied on, like, my savior to get through that. Like, I, I was not okay. <laughs> but, like, I ended up, like, really overcoming a lot. Like, mentally, I, like, I was very, um, I was just very mindful and, like, precise about what I was doing. For me, that's, like, I was really just, like, having to dig super deep and really rely on other people. Coach Taylor was huge in that moment as well. Like, I went to cross-country camp, and I still wasn't sure that I was even, like, wanting to run professionally still going into the cross-country season. Like, she was like, okay, let's just do it, you know? Like, I don't know, we decided that we're going to go for it just to, like, see if I could get some redemption, you know, and see, like, where I was. But even coming into the season, I was like, I was still not okay mentally. Like, I I just was like, it was just a lot for me mentally. Like, it was just a lot, a lot. But um, she was amazing, and, like... I did a lot of studying, a lot of praying, all that stuff. And it was just like, it was a pretty insane moment for me, like to win. Cause I like still on that day, like I was, I still wasn't a hundred percent mentally. Like I was still like, whew, like, cause my whole world was kind of turned upside down. I'm like, what am I actually going to do with my life if I don't run pro? Cause I've been thinking about this for like three years, you know, like that I want to do this. And then all of a sudden, like, it was just like taken away. Like you can't actually with like my agent and like, the sponsors and stuff they were like no you actually like we don't want to because anymore, of how you, know, you competed during the summer in that 15 yeah. 5k double yeah which before the meet they were like it doesn't matter what you do like we want you anyway like a lot of sponsors were saying that and then I actually did terrible and then they were like never mind like they were all like yanked mm-hmm. and I was like woo like that was a blind side for sure yeah. and actually like I can't even do what I want to do now. And it is not on me, you know, like it is. So I'm like, I have to own it. But also I need to decide if I'm like wanting to jump into this world that really turned me upside down, you know? And so, I don't know. I think it was a good way to start to get into pro running because I was like, I really had to decide if I wanted to do it. And like making the decision, yes. Like I, I understand the the lows and the highs more so. And I understand more now, like, when I crossed the line, I was like, wow, like, my worth is not tied to this. That was a feeling I had. And that was a very, like, powerful moment for me. So I'm like, I, that allows me to, like, I can do this knowing my worth is not tied to it. And 
Because I think some people can get caught up in that, and I definitely did, and that's why it turned my world so upside down, because I felt like my worth was tied to running. But knowing that it wasn't, going into pro running, I was like, I'm just going to do my absolute best. And at the end of the day, like, I don't, that doesn't mean I'm not a good person if I don't do it, you know, or that I'm not great, you know? So, sorry, that was very deep, but that's the actual, that's the actual um, experience of it. So, um, okay. Lots of thoughts as you were walking through this. So first though, when you went to win that national championship, because you, you all were given that extra year because of the cancellation from COVID, just explain that a little bit. Was, were you graduated and you still got to compete? How did that work? Yeah. So I was graduated, but you can do post-bac, which like you just have to take classes, but you're already graduated. So they don't like really count towards anything. You just have to be enrolled in classes to compete and they'll let you do that. With eligibility, because it was added on from missing the year, the eligibility thing didn't matter or had you redshirted? Well, everyone just got an extra year, so I was still eligible with cross-country, But although I had been graduated, so that's why they would do the post-bac because I still had eligibility for the sport. And so, yeah, that's kind of what happened. Okay, so walk me through this spiritual thing. And, and I asked Diljeet this question, like, what's it like coaching at BYU, not sharing the same faith as I would assume most of the athletes are part of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? And, you know, she explained, you know, in depth about her Sikh background. And um, I'm curious, what's that like? And and did you think when you came to BYU, you would have a coach sharing your same faith? And did that matter to you? I didn't really think much about it, honestly. Like, just knowing her as a person, I was like, wow, this lady is incredible. Like, and I, I don't... I don't think anyone that's not in our religion isn't like as spiritual or, you know, any of those things. Like you can be spiritual no matter what your religion is or, you know, and she's definitely one of those people that I'm like, I just trust her so much. Like, I think she is in tune with God and like, and that's not necessarily like, I I love that she is because I feel like I can connect to her in that way. Yeah. And I feel like it helps me grow as a person and not just as a runner that we can share that. But It's not like I, yeah, I wouldn't have probably even thought twice about it. I'd be like, I'm here to run, you know, and if she's a great coach, then that's perfect, you know, and she is, and she is also spiritual. So I think it's great. Well, there's pictures, and I don't know if it's you, but there's pictures of her, like with, I think it's one of the BYU girls that's running now, where their heads Mm -hmm. are together and it like looks like they're praying. And I'm wondering Mm -hmm. what that looks like. Does that happen? Do you all pray together? Uh Uh-huh. She prays with us. Yeah, like she prays, she prays like the way we pray um, before races with us and things. So yeah, she, she's very, she's just a spiritual woman. So Mm, that's so beautiful. So talk to me about this process then, like leaning on your faith in God when it got tough and you felt like well, what now? Like, and you talked about your worth being tied to it. How, how did that work? And what did that look like? Like, what did it look like to lean on God? Yeah, for me, like, I just really like, like, we believe in like, that our savior, like he performed an atonement and understands all of our pains and like afflictions. And 
with that, like you just rely on that and then ask for help that he can give you strength, you know? And so I just would think about him and that he understands the pain that I'm going through and like the suffering and like how low I was feeling and he understood and like just praying that he'll help me get through it and work through it and like have some type of redemption, whatever that may be, just like within myself, you know? And it really just ended up that I just needed to trust him. Like I wrote that on my wrist before nationals cross country. And I was like, it was just trust. And when the race, like I was feeling really good in the race and like, I remember there was a moment where I was like, whew, getting a little nervous. Like I feel really good. Like, what do I do? You know? And then I just like remembered, I'm like, okay, you just trust. Like, I just felt like he, he was taking care of me. Like I just, I wasn't, I didn't really have, like, I was like that day I was like, I, I don't really know what it will take for someone to beat me today. Like I, I feel like I have God just like carrying me through. It was pretty, like, it was a very spiritual day and like one of the like core, like it's a core memory for me in a lot of ways because of that, which like, even if I didn't win, like I would, I, I felt taken care of and that's really all that, I don't know. I just, I trusted him with like everything and I trusted coach T and she believed I could do it as well. And I trusted myself too. Cause I was like, I know how, what I've been through and I know that I want to do this and I'm literally here doing it and I know where I've been, you know? So I'm like, I'm trusting that I also can do this, you know? So it was a day just like full of, I was just full of trust, mm. I would say. So it meant a lot of things to you then that race beyond winning. What would you say yeah. it meant to you? Yeah. It just like kind of showed me like that I don't have to do it all alone, you know? And that like, yeah, that is, that's some, that's a good question though. I'm like really trying to think of like a really, it meant a lot to me, but like, honestly, like I said, the feeling that crossed my mind when I, when I crossed the finish line, it was one, that it wasn't tied to running and two, that like, I was just so grateful. Like I felt a ton of gratitude just cause I was like, holy cow, like I did it, you know, like six years at BYU, I've always had the goal to be a national champion and it was taken away during COVID. And then I took it away from myself in outdoor by not being prepared. And then it actually did happen. And it was just cool to see that like what it took to do it. And it wasn't just me, you know, like it wasn't all about me or, you know, like it was like, there was a lot of people that helped me do it. So I was just super grateful to have those people and to have like my connection to like my savior and God in that race. And it was a lot of, it was a lot of gratitude, like very overwhelming amount inside me. So it was, it was definitely more than a race for me that, that one, especially like not every race is like that for sure. It's not like every race I'm like, Woo, that was a spiritual experience, you know, but that one definitely was. So it meant a lot. Well, you, you said you weren't necessarily mentally prepared though. So how did you like jump through that hoop? I just, I didn't feel like I was all the way healed. I would say I was prepared, but I feel like as far as my healing went, I was like, I'm still not. Cause I'm like, I know, I know when I'm like a fiery, like I'm ready to just go, you know? And I wasn't, I wasn't in that space yet. I was still, I still felt a little bit broken. And so, but I had more faith and more trust than I've ever had. And so I think that really just picked up what I was lacking as far as like, the fire and like the, like, you know, like what it takes to be an incredible runner. Like you need to have for me anyway, this is, this is my own, everyone has their own. But for me, like 
the way I feel is like I, I'm a pretty competitive person and I'm pretty like, you know, fiery and all that stuff before competitions. And I wasn't feeling that before all the way. Like I was just more just like trusting every, everyone else and everything else to help me through it. So that's, I guess that's more what I meant when I said that. Yeah. So what do conversations with Coach Taylor look like when you have experiences like in the spring when you disappointed yourself and you weren't totally ready for what you lined up for? Yeah, um, we definitely have some very hard conversations, you know, because she works her butt off for us to like have opportunities and like she worked really hard to get me like sponsors as well as like my agent that I was working with like she was working super hard to like get it all put together for me and so like we had to have some really hard conversations and she worked she still continued to work through the whole summer to like help get me sponsors and stuff like she was working so hard so I think it was just really hard on her as well because she just she cares a lot and she does everything for her athletes like she really does like there's so many times where I'm like I don't really know what's happening, but like, she's just taking care of it. Like she just takes care of us. And like, sometimes I'm like, you need to like, stop doing so much. I'm like, I'm worried. Like you have so much on your plate, you know, but she, that's just who she is. Like she'll just, she just, she cares a lot about her athletes, especially like when they put in a lot to what she's doing as well. Like you have to give as much as well. And so if you give, then she's going to give like crazy. Mm. So, so after the race, not that you would would have a chip on your shoulder, but did you think like, okay, like I proved it or like I I knew I was capable of something like this in the spring. It didn't happen. And it probably mm-hmm. felt pretty hard for these sponsors to kind of like walk away from interest. So after that race, mm-hmm. were you just like, here it was, I did it. Honestly, like, Yes, but I was like, I'm not like, because I felt like I knew so much that my worth wasn't tied. I was like, I really don't care what anyone because I'm like, I feel like I really got dogged in the summer. So I was like, I just I'm not I don't care what anyone's saying. Honestly, I'm like, I really did this for me. Like, if you want me and if you want to give me interest, like I'm super grateful. But also like, that's really all I needed to do in that moment, you know, was just overcome that. And I did. And it was crazy. Like, yes, I had sponsors after that you know but it was like for me I was like I knew all along that I could do that like so that was kind of hard but I like I'm so grateful for my sponsors that I have and I don't think Adidas was interested before so Mm. yeah so it's it's a good sponsorship and I'm so grateful for Adidas for like buying into me and like seeing what I had after cross you know so I did have a chip though I definitely was like I'm not yeah I'm like I we all know ourselves better than they do. And they're just doing their best, you know, trying to recruit and yeah. stuff. So as far as they knew, like they don't, it's hard to see exactly what someone has. Like we, we know what we have, you know, it's hard for everyone else to see all the time. So, yeah, it's like these sponsors need like in-depth conversations with the coach too. So they can be like, no, you don't know what this girl is capable yeah. of. <laughs> like, There's a lot there. Yes. I think that would be very helpful for them. Honestly, if I was a recruiter, I would want that. Like, so I'm like, I, I feel like talking to people, you can tell a lot about who they are and how well they will do at some point, you know, in some degree, at least. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so running for Adidas, running for Taylor Made with with Coach Taylor, and it's Anna and Courtney, right? Mm-hmm. Tell us, like, what these first races have felt like as a pro. I mean, you've had some stellar performances at Milrose, and are you do you are you feeling comfortable in these big stages? I think this indoor season was like a really, it was a really big one for me as far as like feeling comfortable on like competing with some incredible runners, you know, like, I feel like even last year at USA is like, I was like, okay, like, I know I'm good, but I'm not like great, you know, like I'm not like there yet, you know? And I feel like I'm still not there, but I feel like I'm like, at least I'm getting, I'm getting there, you know? So I feel like I'm getting closer to like being able to do some big things. So it was definitely a very like inspiring and like motivating season for me. Like it helped me like get a lot of confidence and like more belief in myself. And so, yeah, I'm just taking, taking the wins from it and just trying to carry it through, you know? Yeah. How are you looking at that as far as like patience goes? You know, if you compare it to college, you don't want to peak as like a freshman or a sophomore and you really want to pace that out. And now the pro career, it's even an even longer game, but I know you want to do big Mm -hmm. things early on too. So how, how do you work on that pace? I know. I feel like we all would just like to be amazing all the time, but I feel like that's just not, that's not how my career has been. Mine has been a little bit like, woo, you know, or like, woo, and then like way up. And then I get, I don't know, something happens. I don't know. So I feel like also that's going to sound really funny in your I podcast because you can't see me. Awesome. <laughs> oh, that's funny. They're like, this girl's crazy. No, I was like, oh, <laughs> fun. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I forget they can't see but me. We'll, but we have a video. Um, we'll, we'll capture some of the video too. Oh, oh, dang. <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like you have to be patient, you know, like you have to give yourself patience in this sport. And like, that's something like I want to work on is like loving the highs and the lows because Mm -hmm. they, there will be both. And you just need to enjoy, you enjoy both because the lows make the highs better and the highs are just so fun. So, and you can help other people when you're in highs as well. Like when they're in a low, because I don't know, that's something we work on as a group when we've kind of done this indoor season. Like if someone's not doing too hot, we focus on them and we're, we're building them up, you know? Cause like, if you're good, like you don't need people to get you up, you know? Like you're like, I'm, I, I competed well. I'm happy. Like I did what I wanted to do, but like, I can see that you're not doing as well. So we're going to focus on you. We're going to get you good. And we're all, we're all just trying to uplift each other and help each other be our best. And I think we've, We've really grown a lot closer this indoor season. It's it's been really fun. I'm like I I'm just really looking forward to like what we have and like what we will all do together. I'm just it's a really I think we have a really special thing with us. But it's the whole situation of like you're lifting each other up rather than like competing with one another. Like obviously when you're all on the line together you want to win. But mm-hmm. to know that you're in it together is really special. Mm-hmm. And like when we get on the line, of course, like we're racing, you know, like, but like at the end of the day, it's like, of course, if I had to choose who's going to win between me or you, like I would choose myself, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so that's just the way, like that's literally our job. So that's how it has to be. But after the race, it's like, 
okay, let's talk about what we need to work on to like get you to be your best too, you know, because we all want that for each other. Hey everybody, I want to let you know that I have training plans on my website that you can purchase. They are half marathon or marathon training plans. The half marathon plans are 14 weeks. There's a beginner, beginner, a beginner slash intermediate, an intermediate and an advanced. I had a hard time narrowing it down to three, so I created four because I felt like there was a big difference between that beginner, beginner and then that next step up. If you go to the website, each plan is broken down into how many miles per week you start with, what your longest run starts with, all that. And then the marathon plans are 18 weeks and there's just three of those, beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And the mileage breakdown is included when you click on each plan as well. I'm a pretty conservative runner and so there's nothing too crazy in there. But we also have a pace chart. So if you have a certain goal time, you can use it as a reference for ranges of paces you might want to hit on your workouts. Um, I do always tell people to run based on effort though. So if, if you're running based on effort and those times just aren't there yet, you work your way up to that. I've heard from so many people that have had great success with these programs. I highly encourage you to check them out. Just go to lindsayhine.com. All right, friends, back to the show. Is Taylor made? Does everybody have to be Adidas in the group? No. So Courtney is sponsored by All. Oh, that's right. Me and Anna are both. Yeah, we're both Adidas, but Courtney's on. Okay. So. Yeah, I was thinking that. And actually, I don't, when I first was like looking into her, I was thinking she was on the on team, but she's not. She trains with you guys. Yeah. And Coach is working with Nike with like BYU and stuff. And of then course. like personally as well. So she. She's like sponsored by Nike, so we're all just kind of all over the place with sponsors, but does she it's okay. Does she not have like the best style ever? Oh she does. It's ridiculous. Like I would wear everything she wears. I'm like if I I'm like I honestly would wear I would wear all of it. (laughs) She always looks so fresh. She does. She knows how to do it. She definitely does. I'm like, you are a babe, okay? Like you shouldn't look like that good. You shouldn't look like, I don't know. I'm like, I should be in my prime. I should be like, you know, but like, you're out here, like out, out dressing me. Okay. <laughs> little little but, do you know, in like 15 years, you'll realize the forties are where it's at. <laughs> that is, that is what I'm hearing. And I'm noticing as I'm getting older, I'm like, this is good. We yeah, have things to look forward right. to. Just going to keep getting better. Right. And you just like, I don't know, know yourself more and feel more confident in other areas and I think it's so cool oh, yeah. that you all have her as a mentor in your lives. Do you do you feel like do the women on the team the, like come to you with questions or anything? They probably really look up to you. So yeah, they they do. Like we do see them. Like we'll see them at the track. Like we do like separate workouts and stuff. But like sometimes we'll go right after them or right before them just to make it a little easier on like coach and stuff. And we also were teammates with some of them still that are there, right? Like some of the older girls, we, we got to know a lot and they're like our friends, you know? And so, yeah, they reach out to us. We reach out to them. Like we tell them good job at their races and if they're struggling with anything or mentally, physically, like any of it, like we're like, we've, we've been in your shoes. Like we're here to help and we can tell you that it's going to work out and you're going to be fine, you know, just keep working. And so I think, I think it's a good thing that we 
that we are around them a little bit, hopefully. Probably not too much. They need their own thing as well. But, like, just being there for support if they need it. Well, we have Olympic trials next year. I'm sure you're looking forward to that. What else are you looking forward to? Um, I'm just looking forward to, like, racing. And, yeah, I... I feel like this year I've just really enjoyed it. I'm like, it's just really fun. Like, we just, we have a really fun job. Like, it's it's just a good time. Like, of course, we work really hard and all that, but I enjoy that too. So I just think, I'm, I'm just excited for what we're doing. And yeah, I don't know. I, I want to be present with this year and obviously have my sights on on next year as well. Not, I'm definitely at my sights, but yeah, I want to stay present, you know? I love that. What distance are you most excited about? I saw that you ran a 4.23 mile, ninth all-time, U.S. all-time. That's crazy. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I've always loved the mile. Like, it's it's just fun, you know? I'm like, that's a fun race. It's not, like, so long that you're like, oh, I'm still running. I'm still racing. It's like you, you do the race, and you're like, oh, wow, it's done. And that was really fun and exciting, you know? So that's definitely, like, such a fun race, and I love it. Um but like, I just, I just want to run what I'm best at. So whatever I have the best chance in, like, I'm growing to love like the longer things, like as I get older and stuff. So whatever that may be, I, I want to race both and just kind of see what looks the best, I guess. And what I've, what I'm feeling, but. And when she says both, you mean 15, 5k. Uh-huh. Yeah. As you get older, do you think you'd ever do the 10k? Oh, you know, like I've always been like, geez, that's another beast, you know, (laughs) but honestly, like you never know. So I'm not going to say no to anything. And if it helps with other things, it makes me stronger. Like, I don't know. I just want to be my best. So whatever that may be, but that's me saying that before I ran one, (laughs) maybe talk to me after and I might be like, "Um, (laughs) or I might be, yes, you never know. (laughs) But that's funny. Um, I feel like I'm, you hear of, you know, like I always think of like Sarah Vaughn and like 1500 meter runners that are marathoning now. Forget the 10 (laughs) K. I know. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like that is just, that's a long time. You know what I mean? Like that's a really long time to run. Like, but they love it. So there must be something, something great about it. Um, all right, Whitney. Well, we'll wrap up here with end of podcast questions. What is something professionally or personally that you have not done that you would like to do? Um, there's a lot of things. I was thinking of a lot of things when you gave me these questions. I'm like, I should I give her like a serious answer? I have a, we, me and my husband, we watch a, watch a lot of Survivor. Oh, really? <laughs> and so, yeah, like one day, like, I low-key want to go on Survivor with him That'd or something. That'd be so cool. But, like, obviously, that's a big process. You have to, like, interview for it. He's actually already applied really? for it for fun. That's yeah. Awesome. And so, yeah, I think it'd be so hard. But it's also, like, just seems like a really fun challenge. And you get to, yeah, would not be easy no. at all. But I think it would be kind of cool to try, maybe. That's, that's maybe something that we'd want to do for, like, a fun answer. <laughs> that's an awesome answer. Um, what's the best, most recent book you've read? Yeah, I've been reading, I've been reading more. So I'm glad that like I've been reading. So I'm prepared to answer this question. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't a big reader for a while, but as I've been like a pro and not in school anymore, I feel like I like enjoy reading Uh more, but 
Yeah, I feel like I read a lot of, like, romance-type books these days, just, like, fun books more, instead of, like, I used to read a lot of, like, mindset books, uh-huh. and I like those too, but it's nice to have a break and just, like, relax with the book, and so, yeah, I've been reading, like, a lot of the Colleen uh-huh. Hoover books. Those are really, like, fun, or there was this one called The Housemaid, I okay. think, and it was kind of, like, a little bit of a thriller slash, like... Yeah, I don't know. It was it was pretty good though. Like I couldn't like put it down. Like one of those oh, types of books. I need to so. look that one up. Yeah, so it was it was good. Um, what are you watching other than Survivor? Mm-hmm. We watched Outer Banks. Oh yeah. We I watched American I. Oh, did you did you like yeah. it? Yeah, I'm always it's... sad when the shows I'm into are I finish them. I know it's it's so good. It's so like adventurous and fun. We also love American Idol. Like, we really? Love it. Yes. This is still yes. a thing. I didn't even know American yes. Idol was still on. Who are the judges right now? Um, it's Katy Perry, Luke Bryan, and Lionel. Okay, Lionel, Lionel Richie. Yeah, yeah, Lionel Richie. Oh, but I, mean, I took like I... a ten-year break of that, or yeah. fifteen-year break. But we came back to it like last year, and it's like so good. Like, it makes us cry like every time we watch it. <laughs> Uh, I I mean I watched it 15 years ago yeah like yeah yeah like early see you know I mean I think I watched like Kelly Clarkson yeah yeah I watched her too yeah Mm -hmm. Jennifer Hudson yep wow um and now it's so interesting because I've been so far removed from it like if there's a new artist out like they could technically be for they could be from American Idol and I wouldn't even Mm -hmm. know yeah, no, they're like one of my favorite songs right now is actually from the winner last year. Who was it? Uh, Noah Thompson. He's a country singer. Okay, okay. But I, it's like it's a good song. Like he's very good. Like I don't know. I think it's yeah. such a good show. I watched the Scotty McQuarrie season. I don't know if you remember that one. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Um, Jordan Sparks. He's good too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love those are her. like the throwbacks. Yep. Yeah, Ruben yep. Stutter. Oh, yeah. I, I totally know exactly who you're talking about. We bought the CD and everything when oh I was gosh. younger. We'd, like, sing it in the car. So good. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, kind two more fun. questions. Who is someone fun, motivating, or inspiring you would like to have coffee, tea, or cocktail with? I know, not cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> or coffee, really. <laughs> Go get some cookies. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Something. Um... I was like, when I was preparing for this, I was thinking of someone funny and I was thinking of American Idol and I was like, I love Katy Perry. She is so weird. Like she's like a weirdo and she's just herself. And I feel like it would just be so much fun to like talk to her. I feel like it would just be like a wild, fun conversation and you just probably end up doing something crazy after you're done hanging out. Uh She's, I don't know if you watch American Idol, I feel like you would like love her more because I didn't really know, know anything her about her. More. Yeah. Yeah. But she's like so weird <laughs> and I'm a weirdo. Like I just, I'm just crazy. And so <laughs> I just, I resonate with her. I'm like, I feel you girl. You're a little weird, but you are a good time. Okay. <laughs> um, so she was on, do you know the podcast Smartless? Uh-uh. Okay. It's um, Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and what's the guy from Will and Grace? Why can't I think of his name? Well, so anyway, it's three famous men that host it, but they're all funny. They're all really funny. And um, she was a guest on it sort of recently. So maybe you should go listen to that because if you love her so much, that would probably be really entertaining for you. 
Did you listen to it? I listened to it. Yeah. I thought it was good. What did, what did you think of her? Well, the one thing I thought was funny was at the beginning, she was like, oh, sorry. I'm like juggling mom life right now. And I'm thinking, yeah, right. You have a nanny. <laughs> like how much juggling are you doing? You have like, you have a life of a nanny. But she, I, I thought it was really cool. She was like, you know, like I'm gone a lot. I work so much. So when I'm home, I try to do all of the mom things. So, and she was like, because otherwise, like, I'm not going to know how to do things. Like I'm not going to know how to like change the diapers and stuff like that. And I was, it was uh-huh. kind of laughable as someone who's like, physically with their kids a lot oh Um, yeah you were like what is that like yeah but I also kind of respected it I was like she like totally acknowledged it and was like Uh I'm trying to make sure like I know how to do this thing um so that was funny. funny um and then they asked her about her like Christian upbringing and what she believes now and she's kind of like out there on some things but um yeah I liked what she had to say I thought it was I thought it was good. Yeah. I don't know her. All I really know is that on American Idol, I think she's so funny. She just makes me laugh. Yeah. And then she's also like down to earth in moments. So I'm uh-huh. like, I feel like she's got some good like core, you know, I feel like she's, I don't know. I feel like she's a good person, but she's also a little crazy. Although listen, <laughs> my boys have found the music video from their friends from like, I think it's baby or fire or no California girls. Oh no. And I'm like, guys, like there's yeah. like, these women have like stuff spraying out of their bras and like I'm like this is like not okay to watch. It's uh, oh yeah, yeah no she's wild. She's and they definitely love not the song. Like... They love California girls. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure they love it. <laughs> I was like, we can listen to it, but let's not watch the music video. Yeah, yeah no she's she's definitely wild. We're too little for that. Um, okay, what's your last message to leave with the audience? I think a really good message for anybody is just like to not put like a cap on yourself, you know, and just like know that you're capable of a lot more than you think. Like we all have a lot of doubts and we all have like a voice in our heads telling us that we're not great or we can't do things, you know, but like from someone that I feel like I felt both, I felt like I've been surprised at what I've done. And also like I felt the doubts, like I feel like, I just, I do feel like people have so much more than they show at times. And so just like, think more like that, like believe in yourself, you know, you're amazing and yeah, rely on other people, other things if you have to, but like you can do some amazing things. So yeah. Thanks Whitney. Yes. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody. Thanks for being here today. Thank you, Whitney, for coming on the show. It was a joy to talk with you. You all can follow Whitney. She's Whitney, W-H-I-T-T-N-I-O Morgan underscore on Instagram. Also, Taylor made underscore elite if you want to check out their group. You can follow me personally. I am LindsayHines626 on Instagram, at LindsayHines on Twitter. And we have a Facebook group. I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hines. If you want to learn more about this podcast or any of the shows in our network, just go to sandyboyproductions.com. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you next week on All Have Another.